0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. So today with me I have Charlotte Watson who is a financial planner. Um, She's going to explain it much better than I am of what she does and everything. So hi Charlotte, how are you doing?
1: Very well, thank you. Thanks
0: for having me on. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I feel like we're going to be quite well educated and maybe pick up some um, tips and stuff from you as well today. So would you mind explaining exactly what do you do?
1: So um, I'm a financial planner, financial advisor, uh, wealth manager. It's all the same thing. Um, and I'm sort of quite unusual because, number one, I'm a lady and um, I'm fairly young. I'm in my 30s. Um, And I'm sort of here fighting the stereotype because I know that financial planners and financial advisors, people might think um, that there is a certain person who might be an older gentleman who might be that sort of person. I'm also horsey. Now I'm in the industry and I don't know many financial planners who are horsey as well. So I understand that when we go through things like expenses and you know discretionary versus essential spend, I know that horseshoes are essential, and I know that. Certain horse food is essential. Um, yeah. Whereas I think some planners might be like, "Oh, but you could reduce your bills that way." Yeah, there's no way I'm reducing my uh, my horseshoe bills anytime soon, is there? <laughs> <laughs> so what I help people do is uh, I help families, small businesses, I help lots of women uh, to plan, protect, and save towards goals. So um, I spend quite a lot of time uh, at the moment helping people with things like uh, pensions. So we all get our annual statements through the post. And we look at them and we go oh my goodness how am i going to retire on two thousand pounds a year i mean how am i going to afford it any- how am i going to afford the horseshoes that's quite important, yeah. isn't it yeah and, and so i quite like helping people understand their statements what those actually mean um and give you a bit more sort of power like empowering women uh, to understand what you've got and then actually help you work towards that retirement that you want and maybe even change the age that you're looking at retiring to. so those are the sorts of things i do
0: yeah and i think um... Obviously, a pension is something that we don't really think about until we're a lot older. But I guess we should start younger, really, because then you've got more time to invest into your pension.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's something else about pensions that's quite misunderstood. I mean, Google is a minefield if you start googling anything on pensions. It's uh, it can be quite overwhelming. So with your pension, it's invested, and so what we're looking for is is compound interest. Now, if you start that in your twenties, even if you're just putting 100 pounds, 150 pounds per month into your pension, then over time that's going to build up, and that's 40 years of building up. And if it's growing at I don't know, three percent or four percent, I mean, the maths on that is is fantastic. So if you start 10 years earlier. Then that is is really worthwhile doing, um, and certainly something that we recommend. Um, I'm actually just about to do a, a post on my Instagram about um, you know the cost of like a Starbucks. that makes Santa Christmas so toffee nut latte for me, but that's nearly four pounds for a coffee. Now yeah. I don't have one every day. If I did, and we add up actually spending that coffee money on your pension and starting a pension at 20, how quickly it escalates. And I'm actually going to do a a Post on that, looking at those calculations and working out what it actually looks like to skip that. Copy. Yeah, um, I think that'd be quite interesting for people,
0: yeah. And it, it just shows it's all the small amounts you do, you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? And you could always increase it, I imagine, like if you've got like a little bit more money, um, spare or something like that. So, even if you just started, you know, thinking, Oh god, I'm only saying putting like say 50 pounds off away a month, you think, Oh, that doesn't seem like that much, but. You can start it at 50, and there's no reason I, I imagine that you can't add to it if you earn in a bit more. If you've had a bit extra, like then you can put a little bit more in each month,
1: yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that people don't realize about pensions is you get tax relief. So, if you are, say, you're a sole trader, um, uh, say you're a farrier, let's use farriers because we've talked already about horseshoes, <laughs> and you're putting in say you put in 150 pounds per month, you get tax relief on the way in, so 150. 150- Fifty pounds comes out of your account, but actually one hundred and eighty-seven pounds fifty goes into your pension because of that tax relief. And if if you're a high um, a high-rate taxpayer, so you're running over fifty thousand, then not only do you get that tax relief immediately on the way in, but you can then claim back some of the tax relief because you pay forty percent tax rather than twenty percent tax. Mm -hmm. You can actually claim that back at the end of your year. So it might be that your accountants are starting to mention things like pensions and you're going, oh, I don't want to talk about that. that. <laughs> um, but actually, pensions are so, so valuable. Um, I do a couple of networking meetings for mums um, and they laugh at me because I started calling myself the pensions princess because I'm just trying <laughs> to break down the barrier. Pensions being been yeah. frightening. Um, and I've got a sparkly badge that says Queen on it. And uh, I'm going, princess. So cringy. So cringy. But again, it's just helping people to realize that actually pensions are really good things that's not the only thing uh, I talk about all week but I do spend a lot of time in my week helping people with pensions because it's those long-term plans um yeah trying to work out you know when can you retire how much money am I going to get in retirement and um trying to fight your way through what's happening in the news at the moment can be quite daunting so it's helping people understand yeah I
0: was I was just gonna say because obviously with the cost of living crisis that we're sort of in at the minute and looks like we're going to be in for a a, you know for a little while there's probably a lot of people that just thinking well I just don't have the spare money I don't have any spare cash to invest into a pension and and um or to put money away or to put money in savings because at the minute I'm going to need every penny that I get um and I guess people then feel a bit maybe just you know disheartened that they don't have a a rainy day bank account, a, a savings account, or that they're not investing into their um, retirement and things like that. Um, and it must be quite, um, you know, feeling like they're not achieving Absolutely. anything at the minute. It's it's so hard for people at the moment.
1: Um, I'm very lucky with with my clients. Um, my clients aren't panicking at the moment. I know that the markets and the news is 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 looking quite negative, but actually, when we're looking at investing, we're looking long term. And we have volatilities, fluctuations in the market all the time. And if we look back to, um, I've got a really nice graph that shows it back from 1987, and it shows there were big dips all over the place. If you've watched the big short movie um, about mortgage crashes in America, big old drop. 2008, the credit crunch, there was a big old drop. Covid dropped massively, but then there's growth after that. So we are used to the markets going up and down. Um, So, yeah. I would say to people, it is a a worrying time at the moment but keep strong because there are always peaks and drops in the market and we're investing for decades not days, I think that's quite important. But what you have just said has brought me on to something else that that I think is important to talk about with people, particularly self-employed people. If you are self-employed, you don't get any sick pay so I think it's important to think about the what-ifs because although everything is terrifying at the moment what if you get sick and you are unable to work what happens to your income Um, and that's where we probably need to think about things like income protection insurance so this is something that pays you out an amount uh, if you are unable to work now unlike the old ones years ago there used to be accident sickness insurance and if you fell off your horse and broke your arm or something like that uh, it would pay out Um, but after two years that policy just stops and so if you are still not able to work unfortunately that's it Mm. with income protection insurance pull now. Now, it might be that your policy costs you, I don't know, 25 pounds, 30 pounds a month, but if it's then paying you out 1,500 pounds a month um, until retirement, when you actually work out what the investment is compared to what the returns might be, mm. then it is quite worthwhile. Um, obviously, I hope any time any of these policies are put in place, I hope they're a massive waste of money. I hope no one ever has to claim on, on those sorts of policies, yeah. but it just covers that what if, because if we can't work, how can we pay for the horseshoes? <laughs> all those other things that are bills that are just constantly going out
0: yeah. um, all the time. So
1: that's it's, it's an important what if to cover.
0: Yeah, so obviously we've talked about, well, we've talked about pensions and then you've just um, discussed about income protection and stuff like that. Is there any, um, any other policies that you think self-employed people should maybe have just for that extra protection? So
1: um, life policies are normally something people put in place for mortgages. So if you've got a mortgage, um, a life policy will, will pay out if you unfortunately die. Quite a lot of those sorts of products nowadays actually have a terminal illness policy on there as well. So if you are unlikely to live 12 months, um, then they pay out at that point. Um, and again, it's a really horrible what if that I, I do discuss with clients because yeah. if you do get a terminal illness and say you're married, Um, and you've got terminal illness, then probably your partner's going to have to give up work to to look after you for that last year. And so to have the mortgage paid off at that point is really valuable. You can add critical illness cover onto it as well. So that might be that, Um, You unfortunately have um, an illness or um, something, so something like a heart attack or a stroke or something that that you are going to survive, but you have to have a a chunk of time off work. And again, that would then pay out. um, Again, we tend to link it to the mortgage um, as much as possible. Um, And then there's one other um, product that people are not aware of very often, but it's certainly worth Google. It's something called family income benefit. And this pays out um, if... Um, if you die um, a monthly amount and you set the term so for example I've got one um, I've got a three-year-old little boy um, and husband and I've set mine until Harry gets to age 25 and that means if something happens to my husband then it pays out an amount that I would then need uh, to pay the mortgage and all the bills and everything else as well um if I die my husband's going to need that amount not only for the bills but also to get someone to do the cleaning and the cooking and the school runs and the housekeeping and fucking out the horses and everything else I do as well and those are the things that we forget about in in death we tend to always think about money but what about the stuff as parents the stuff that we do all day long without even thinking about doing it yeah um that's the support that that families really need and so that policy then pays out a monthly amount we say for 25 years so it means that harry can still have the life that i planned for him he can still go on i don't know school rugby trips ski trips pony club camp if he ever decides to ride which at the moment <laughs> is all that attractive but you know one day he might decide to ride um and so all those things i've got planned for him can still happen um yeah. so it's a really it's, it's a nice policy for my peace of mind
0: yeah absolutely and um and you're right it is those sort of conversations or what ifs that people do tend to put in the back of the mind or maybe think it's not going to happen to me it's not going to happen to me but unfortunately in life we have no idea what's going to happen and um you know you never know what's around the corner unfortunately so I think just having that peace of mind knowing that you do have some kind of cover or um you know a policy in place for the what ifs if they do happen that you know um your loved ones aren't gonna worry about you know the financial aspects at the end um especially with things like funeral costs and stuff which can be so expensive as well but you know that's one thing they've got to think about as well as all the other things
1: yeah I think it's that and the other thing again my, my poor husband um,
0: <laughs> I always say to him like I've got these policies in
1: place because then you don't have to rush to remarry just for someone just to do the house <laughs> I've got these things in place that you can pay on. <laughs> and he sort of laughs, but I also think
0: he's sort of like, "Oh God, my wife! <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be haunting me for the rest of time." <laughs> I know exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, I actually
1: do live in a haunted house as well, so I do keep saying to him, "You know, I probably will come back and haunt you."
0: anyway. Oh, really? How <laughs>
1: interesting! How? Uh, what? Have you experienced things there then? No. So um there is. There is. Quite a ghost story that goes on. And so, our house um, for centuries housed the Fendland Poltergeist. And uh, there's quite a story online about this particular poltergeist throwing things, trapping people in rooms with brass toasting fork. And um, they did, they, they got the Cambridge Society for, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a posh word for ghosts, uh, to come out and do a load of studies in the 60s and 70s. Um, but so far, so good. I think she likes the amount of Taylor Swift i played because. Uh, yeah, there's there's not been not been a peep so far so oh uh, exactly. but yeah quite a story give it a google it's called hannah's hall
0: and uh, yeah it's
1: quite a spooky ghost story and every halloween we do some sort of weird instagram post on our renovation page
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get forget, like a vibe do you sometimes like sometimes get like a vibe or feel like you are walked into a room and someone's there or someone's looking behind you or anything
1: no, so when we first came to look at the house, so we moved in about 18 months ago. Um, on the way over here, obviously completely fallen in love with the house on the way. I was like, Oh my gosh, I have to live here. I did say to my husband, if we arrive and there's any sort of weird vibes, it's gonna be a no. We can't yeah. bring up children in a house that we we can't sleep in. No, that's not really good. No. Um, but we walked in the door and I genuinely felt like I'd walked into my grandmother's house. It just felt oh. like I'd always lived here
0: yeah. um, and the house
1: that oh. sort of gave me hug. So um, yeah so far so good uh, there is the the room we call it the spooky room which again doesn't really help the vibe of the house just it yeah um, the spooky room basically houses all of our um like extra furniture and baby clothes and all the stuff that you just need to store somewhere yeah. uh, gets stored in there so uh, we are hoping one day to do up that room and actually plan is to make it our master bedroom if we're feeling brave enough so there we oh, go oh how
0: exciting <laughs> how exciting and um, yeah. can we talk about your horses? Like, do you have horses and can you tell us about them?
1: Yes, let's talk about horses. Uh, <laughs> so I've got two horses. Um, I've got a grey Irish sport horse. Um, I've had her for 18 years. So I got her when I was 16. Uh, she was my pony club horse. Um, we've done absolutely everything. Uh, lived in Leicestershire, so she hunted with the corn, got some of the, the ferny, um, I vented. I did, um, I did a funeral with her <laughs> as an outrider at the front. She was on the gadget show in the center of Birmingham, and she's just she's just a total legend. She's called Marilyn Monroe, uh, which is a bit embarrassing, because when she was a four-year-old, and I got her, she was a particularly ugly horse. but uh, <laughs> she's now very beautiful, very yeah. beautiful, and has just been golden. So she's now 22, um, still competing her, doing veteran classes um, and hacking out. And then the other horse fennel she's a bay dutch warm blood she's about 17 too she was actually my husband's army horse so she came from the king's troop in london she did 13 years in the army Um, and then he she uh, was his charger for um, three years while he was in the king's troop and she then retired and moved up here so i'm very lucky that i've got the two of them um, I get more chance to ride than my husband, so I've stolen his horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, she was she was actually kicked out of the army for bad behaviour, which is unusual. She um, spooked at the Queen on the birthday parade the last time she did it. Oh nice. She doesn't like bus stops. And the Queen happened to be sitting in something that looked a bit like a bus stop. So she reversed into two guns and displaced 12 horses uh, and made a mess and an embarrassment. And we were watching wow. the television going, yeah, she <laughs>
0: oh bless shows, so, yeah. well, <laughs> even with all the training it doesn't matter you know a leaf a paper bag or whatever it you know they can still spook at regardless
1: yeah well she is a dutch mare I mean what, what do you expect when you put a dutch mare into any yes. sort of situation they don't want to be in. but no she's fab and I do dressage I just started side lessons on her as well
0: oh that's amazing that's absolutely amazing um Okay, is there um, anything that you want to sort of discuss that we may not have covered? Because I want to make sure that you have this like, um, platform to talk about anything you want to talk about that you can. Um, and um, yeah, I just want to make sure that we cover everything that you want to talk about. Yeah, so the only other thing I suppose I want to talk about is um, career changing.
1: So um, I actually taught for 10 years in, um, I taught equine science for 10 years um, at a college over in Leicestershire. Um, and I absolutely loved it and I taught degree level, I taught um, the postgraduate teacher training and I mentored other teachers and I absolutely loved it um, and then I went on maternity leave and taking that step back then meant I was able to sort of look at the future and there was so much I loved about lecturing and I wanted to do another job that gave me that love and that's where um, financial planning is just my bag because I get to talk about all the things I feel really passionate about, Pensions Princess, Um, I get to talk about that. I get to talk to really nice people and I get to talk to horsey people all day long, which is great because lots of horsey people come to me. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to say to everyone, it's never too late to change careers. It doesn't matter what you're doing now, even if you love it, you can always change careers and do something completely different whenever you want to. Um, And I think that sort of empowerment when we were at school, we were all taught, weren't we? Oh no, you have to do a job for the rest of your life and do it to yeah. sixty or sixty-five, and then you retire. And actually, life's not like that. No. There are so many changes along, and it's so nice to have that feeling of right. Well, I love this, but what else can I do that gives me that scope to carry on growing as a person, grow my own business, um, but also brings in all the things I really enjoy about the job I love right now. So right.
0: yeah. I love that. No, I absolutely love that, and it's so true. Um, I changed my career into horses in my sort of thirties. I done like, um, I was a travel agent, and I done those sort of admin type jobs and things. Um, and then I just sort of had a bit of an epiphany in my thirties, and I was just like, "Do I want to be sitting at this desk until I'm retired?" And I was like, "No, I want to be out, and I want to work with horses, and I want to work with dogs and stuff." And that's exactly what I've done. So, um, it was a very late. Well, it's not late, but. I guess in the horsey world it was a quite a late career change being a groom and running my own business and things but yeah I wouldn't change it for the world now I love being outside of being my own boss <laughs> yeah absolutely and I think it's it is a leap
1: of course it's a leap any sort of career change is a leap of faith but you know we're working for a long a long majority of our days and our times, so why not do something that you really, really love? Like it's a Monday morning, and I'm excited to get to my desk. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't judge me on that. I mean, I really, genuinely do love my job. I'm a complete geek and a nerd about these, these things now, but it's it's so nice to to really enjoy what you're doing.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And like and we've just been saying, life's too short. There's no point being in a in a job that you are not enjoying or dreading or things like that. You've got to do something that you love. Um, you know don't waste any of any time on unhappiness or anything like that you've got to grab opportunities and just go for it absolutely yeah Yeah. (laughs) well that was a great positive end note to uh, finishing it off so I always finish off with some quick fire questions they're just some random fun questions so generally are you a night in or a night out person night in (laughs) definitely i'm a red wine and cheese sort of a girl (laughs) i've yet to find someone who wants to go out all the time everyone wants to stay in (laughs) um tea or coffee tea uh wellies or heels oh no that's really
1: difficult because i spend so long in wellies but i do love putting on a pair of heels for a wedding i mean they are and i've actually just bought myself um a pair of like present shoes for, for how far my business has gone. Like, I'm going to buy myself a present. So I've just bought myself some Prada shoes i oh, never owned. Lovely. Yeah. So exciting to put this on. So I can't really answer
0: that. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Sweet or savoury?
1: Oh, that's really hard. Uh, I'm going to go savoury.
0: <laughs> um, book or film?
1: Book, but I never get time to. But if I go on holiday, I will like smash through about 12.
0: what sort of books do you go for what's your sort of go-to books
1: oh absolute rubbish i love reading stuff that you don't have like jilly cooper or just anything sort of jilly cooper-esque
0: type muddy rural affairs (laughs) 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 absolutely love that um and we're going to put all your um contact details and everything we're going to put that all in the show notes um and yeah anything else before i um end this episode it's been lovely chatting to you thank you
1: thank you so so much um yeah i don't think i've got
0: anything to add thank you oh thank you no no i do really appreciate that and i think a lot of people are really going to start thinking about um you know their insurance policies or if they haven't got anything in place maybe looking into someone like yourself or someone about putting some um assurance and and things in place for that just in case or what if scenario um so thank you for bringing it to people's attention and just giving them a gentle reminder no problem at all um, thank you so much. As always, guys, if you love this episode, if you can tag us into your stories, um, do, um, we'd love to know that you're listening or write us a review. Remember, there's a monthly competition, so do write us a review. Um, and I'll speak to you all on the next episode. If you for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it. If you um, like to follow me on socials, my um, Instagram is Cobbs at Quine Services and the same on Facebook, Cobbs at Quine Services. Um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, i really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people and I will speak to you all on the next episode.